Washing up. What was that? What was what? That. What was that little? Doesn't gong? mean centering ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So this is for your throat chakra. So when I told you to come up with a jingle, you're just gonna you're just gonna hit the bell, and that's that's the opening jingle. Yeah, but isn't our podcast all about like you know it's about uh, dissolving the self, taking yourself away from things? This is not. This is the universe making the sound, rather than me. I'm not going to design make a jingle. What kind yeah, of but why don't we just have a jingle where we're like you know this podcast is about dissolving yourself. It's not a jingle. Jingle's like jingle bell, jingle. <laughs> yeah, so why don't we why don't we just sing the intro? Like, okay, okay, good, let's do that. Good evening. Welcome to Karl Marx does the washing up. Where we ponder the first <laughs> metaphysical nonsense and the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic microwave meals, which is around twenty-one minutes. Sounds a little short to me. I'm Shai Telly. I'm Elias Gasson. <laughs> That's so much better. That's so much better. Yeah yeah, 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 I think that worked really well. Yeah? I don't know how I feel about us having a jingle there. That's very professional. That almost felt a bit too professional. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll sound it. <laughs> don't worry. I think we can still maintain our, you know, whatever, off the cuff. Kind of workshop <laughs> vibe. Um, so what are we doing? What are we talking about? Oh, so actually what we should talk about is the fact that, you know, we offer a lot of life advice on this podcast. Do we? Yeah, well, I think at least to each other we do offer, maybe not life advice, we offer a lot of advice. Y- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or life, a lot of life. A lot of, yeah, lot of yeah. yeah, but I, mean, I think we do offer a lot. More, more, more than the uh, advice slips you get at the ATM machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> But I think we do it in uh, quite an ambiguous way. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you, I think you and I both use ambiguity a lot in our life. Mm. Maybe more. Well, I think in terms of like, giving advice or helping people. Ambiguous like, is or, the only way to be? Well, yeah, no, I, I, I'm totally with that. Because I think that everybody needs something different in their lives. So you so, just try and be as ambiguous as possible? Well, I think like, the way I came to <laughs> say things is that if we could just like, try and find some way to get people... Like, create moments of beauty in which people can find themselves and find guidance in that beauty, then that's, I think that's why I do a, like a lot of my poetry and art is around that. It's like people finding their own ineffable truth. Yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why, like, that's what religion and everything has kind of been, like, has been based off and why it's been so successful and so, and why it's failed so much. Yeah, because it is very ambiguous, right? Yeah, you yeah. take a text, like, if you take a, you know, any religious text then I think there's mostly poetic texts. And the reason that they're so powerful, why they're so, they can create so much good in the world is because they're, they're timeless, because they can always, like you can always find self-relevance in them, and they can always apply to any sort of temporal context. But what about things that aren't ambiguous, like, you know, the Ten Commandments? Well, I think, yeah. So... Maybe people follow. Well, I don't know. Like, I think everything can be seen as ambiguous. Even but, but, but you can say that in anything. Wait, in so any thou case. shalt not commit adultery. Doesn't. It's not a really ambiguous statement. I think it's quite a factual. Quite, it's quite a. Well, I guess the, 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 what's the definition of adultery? We can be ambiguous <laughs> about that. But still, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, I mean, wait, well, I don't even know what is the definition of adultery. I think cheating it's, on your wife or your husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or your. Partner. But it has to be marriage. 
Yeah, I think within, you know, the, like, yeah, within, yeah, within like a modern-day context, you can find a lot of uh, ambiguity in that. Yeah, okay. But okay, so then are you saying there's ambiguity in every statement? Well, there is, but there's, di- there's different levels of ambiguity. Like you said, the Ten Commandments is quite uh, clear, but the Ten Commandments kind of come within a story. Like the, the Ten Commandments come with like Moses receiving the Ten Commandments within a sort of uh, poetic narrative which could be considered ambiguous in itself. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. So, and I think what that allows is us to apply it to kind of, you know, we can always uh, relate our lives to these, to these poems, to these, because they, and they can, tran- they, they transcend uh, geography, they transcend time, transcend space, all of well, space is. I just thought you have to throw in space because what comes after time, right? Yeah, yeah, obviously space. Yeah, space or sage. Yeah, yeah, um, the, yeah, but um, yeah, but I think that causes all the problems as well because you know you you use these um, these yeah. ambiguous things to just uh, purport whatever you want. Like that's yeah. where you get terrorism, and that's where you get all like uh, all kinds of you know violence. No, so, but that's okay. So I think this is what I find quite fascinating is because. You know, there are times when we use, we intentionally use ambiguity. Like, I think you and I, especially, we lose it, I use it, well, me especially, I use it a lot in my relationships and my friendships. And even in, in the context of my work and within the charity, very ambiguous a lot of the times, you know, we might go to Ibiza. Or like, I am taking your son to Ibiza, uh, and I, I will do my best to look after him, right? Or like, I'm very Is ambiguous. That ambigu- that, yeah, that's very just lack of commitment. You're like, no? <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, but actually, so the point I'm trying to make is, sorry, is that I think we're, there are times when we're intentionally ambiguous, but are there times when we're unintentionally ambiguous? Uh, like subconsciously? Yeah, well, yeah, subconsciously we, we're ambiguous, but consciously we're... I mean, that, 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 that can be said for anything, right? We're subconsciously... There's loads of times we're doing stuff which we're unaware of. Yeah, 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 but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, 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 but as in... Just, I don't know how to phrase this actually. Yeah, but I just I, I think maybe we po- shouldn't have started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think you know our podcast strength. <laughs> I like our, our podcast strength lies in the fact that we're quite ambiguous yeah. in advice that we provide. But I don't think we're always intentionally being ambiguous. Yeah, so sometimes we just don't know how to explain our points. Like, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> and we and we'll just like feign it off as ambiguous to create some sort of poeticism. Poeticism around our inarticulateness. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of true. Also, this must be a record for the amount of time someone said ambiguous in like a five-minute span. Yeah, so but, like but also but your, your use of this word is quite ambiguous. Because well. <laughs> like, I feel like we haven't got to any definition. What, what do we mean by ambiguity? Also, I don't even think that when we title this episode Ambiguity, we'll be able to spell it. I don't think I can spell <laughs> no, no, no. it. Well, I me, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that I write the the blurbs, it's, it's, it makes no sense. Yeah, like, this is going to be a terrible. Episode. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think. Well, I already spelled. Yeah, what was it? Oh yeah, you spelled loneliness wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I think that makes it more it's endearing. Not lonely. I think spelling mistakes make us more endearing, which is actually quite ironic because if someone makes a spelling mistake over WhatsApp, people are usually quite judgmental over that. Really? My, what are they? I never. Well, I'm not, but I think other people are. I yeah, I I, I feel like if. No, I'm judgmental if there aren't spelling mistakes. I'm like, who takes this much care over what they write? Okay, maybe not in WhatsApp, but okay, fine. If you received a CV that has spelling mistakes, I think... That's a completely different thing. 
Yeah, but it would make you more endearing. Actually, so then why do we think people are more endeared to a podcast if they're spelling mistakes? It also depends what you're applying for. If you're like applying for the head of the Dyslexics Association. <laughs> then you should at least daring. have a few spelling mistakes. Spelling mistakes yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so what's the point I'm trying to make here? <laughs> I have no clue. You've no... <laughs> Is it that you're Turkish? Shut I'm not talking about this again. We're not having this Turkish discussion again. <laughs> okay. So you like the jingle? I like. I, mean, I think the jingle works. I think the jingle. Works. Okay, the jingle. I'm works. not sure how many times we can do it again, though. Okay. Because what was even the why tune would, that we were singing? Why were we even like? Why, why would we do anything? Once? Yeah, but repetition is, leads to enlightenment. Oh, I thought boredom. Boredom leads to enlightenment. Repetition leads to boredom. Boredom probably leads to enlightenment. Yeah. And what's more? What's more boring than repetition? Yeah. Or enlightenment. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think my fear is that actually, like, we're so ambiguous in this podcast that's actually impacting my personal life. I'm very, imba- I'm very ambiguous now in, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, like, are we meeting at seven? Yeah, like, it's very hard for me to commit to anything, actually, at the moment. I think there's a difference between uh, a fear of, like, commitment and not just saying things. I think it's a fear like- of commitment. It's just, I think I've maybe become attached to being quite ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, but you're attached to living in a space where nothing becomes any, like, concrete at all. Like, you know, you don't, it's like, you know, uh, should we meet at seven just because I don't want to commit to like being on time. It is a commitment thing. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it is. Kind of, no, but then, okay, it's like, then, what, what happens, what, happen, then, what happens okay. if I meet a clown on the train and the clown tells me, uh, let's do a painting. And then I end up doing a, a painting in a church. Like, I'm not going to be there at seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's how you think, isn't it? Like, what, yeah, but then also, but then that comes down to the podcast and us not committing, you not wanting to commit to a certain, you know, something, a certain saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always scared. I'm like, oh, wait, is this what I believe? Wait, nobody cares. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, but even believing that nobody cares, you're still committing to that belief that nobody cares. What? Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) I just just think it's maybe impossible to have a discussion about ambiguity. Well, clearly. (laughs) When we're like in this... This is the worst podcast ever. Yeah, like in this space. But I think there is something here. There is something about ambiguity that I want to discuss, but like I said... I well, just... so, I, no, no, I'm actually really into ambiguity, and I can give lots of nonsense about it. Okay, but go like, on then. Give some nonsense about it. Well, so the... For me, because um, I'm always talking about... Nonsense. The truth and how it's ineffable and something, and so it doesn't live within the sort of logical frameworks of language. The only way to express something true is to have something which lives, like, above the concretion of literal language. And that's what a poem does. It, yeah. it offers like a sentiment or some ideology that points to something, but it never really fully lands or manifests within a very specific yeah, way. It's a very ambiguous thing, right? Yeah. So people yeah. can like create self-relevance and they can relate to it in the way that serves them or fits, the, yeah. fits them. The only, the only problem is that when that, what they're connecting that to is not so benevolent. And it's based on a more sort of uh, kind of malicious desire. Then they can use that poet, the poeticism, to kind of propagate that malice. And I think yeah. that's where you get. That's where shit goes. That's where shit goes wrong. You know, I actually really agree with that. When ambiguity is used in a in like a negative manner. Yeah. And I think that's for, for me. That's why I, I always I moved from. I started writing like 
literal philosophy or ideas. And I'm yeah, like, this yeah. is nonsense. It doesn't convey anything. Yeah, yeah, like, actually, actually ambiguous. Yeah, so that's why it's gone more and more towards the artistic spectrum because art is truer to me. Yeah, but I, no, I think that does resonate with me a lot, actually. But it's also the, this fear that actually by acknowledging our ambiguity, are we actually alienating our listeners that do what we do say, like the things we say does resonate with them? Ali- that what we... No, well... By acknowledging the fact that, you know, we are unintentionally and intentionally ambiguous, are we going to alienate the people that take what we say? Well, I think there's two different things. One is being ambiguous in a very, like, uh, intelligent way that creates that self-realization. The other one is just Do you think we're quite unconcisely rambling, <laughs> like, like imbeciles. Okay, but our podcast is a mixture of both. Yeah, exactly. It's a mixture of both. And yeah. the rambling, like, imbeciles can maybe be enjoyable to some degree if it's like it's enjoyable like to if it's enjoyable to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of conveying a point i don't think there's anything like uh beneficial of just like being yeah. unconcise ramblers yeah and i think actually there's there's like, a, yeah and there's a certain element of truth in what you just said about how you know maybe every art piece is ambiguous yeah or even religious texts are ambiguous and then we just draw our things that we relate to yeah. yeah, and I think it's it's for that reason that they speak to a sort of a layer of reality that science can never get to because science yeah. is so unambiguous. Yeah, or like it 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 purports sort of very kind of linear, finite notions yeah. that can be universe. Yeah, yeah. Right. But there's something else missing. There's something else yeah. needs to do, and that stuff doesn't live really. In like, like it doesn't live on the ground. Yeah, but it's interesting. But for some people, you know, science is enough. Yeah, I get. I mean, I don't think I don't think that's really true, because the people who say that science is enough, they're still like they're still living, like they still go to art galleries, they still fall in love, they still live all these like sort of um, sensory experiences. It's not that science is not enough. Maybe maybe science is enough as a as a method for understanding the nature of reality but it's not enough for existing within reality. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It's quite ambiguous. <laughs> no, but I think there is some sense to it, but I think it's, like, it, does it come down to existing within reality or existing happily within reality? Like, are you saying that if science is all that you follow, you maybe can't exist happily within reality? I think you could exist within reality if you just followed science. Like, I don't yeah, think you'd maybe. stop existing. But it's like, what, what, is following, what is following science? Like, you're not, follow, science is like a, it's like a, it's a, it's a methodology. It's a body of, uh, I mean, foremost, it's a methodology. But then if we just followed the learnings of science, you know, like as a kid, you, 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 you know, you grow up, you're following something, you're following instinct. Or you're, I don't think there's anybody who's never lived off instinct at any point. But I don't know if we're conflating instinct with ambiguity. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, like, what are you? Tenuous <laughs> no, no, no. I think what I'm saying is that. Um, yeah, but okay, but that's the... really interesting because there's nothing really ambiguous about instinct. Like, you know, when your intuition tells you that someone is a bad person, or when your instinct tells you not to touch that because it's hot. There's nothing really ambiguous about. No, instinct. well, I think I think if there's an in, often the intuitive force is actually unambiguous. It, right? Well, it's unambiguous if it's not. Um, verbalized 
right? But once it becomes verbalized, it's very hard to land down. And it's like nobody, when, when, you, when you're asked to explain your intuition or describe your intuition, it's very hard to do that accurately without being wildly ambiguous. And people get like, uh, like well, what the fuck are you talking about? What yeah, do you mean, yeah, like, yeah. God's telling you to eat the mango. Like, yeah, that's what does true. that mean? Yeah, yeah, but because people need reason, right? Yeah, and this means, you know, I'm low in vitamin C. Like, but also, it comes down to, you know, what we're saying about love and how it's just feeling right. Yeah, yeah. You need, kind of, people want more of a reason than that. So, yeah. They so, I mean, I think when we're talking about ambiguity, ambiguity. <laughs> we've um, said it too many times this podcast. <laughs> if we're talking about ambi- um, ambiguity, <laughs> then um, is, are we talking about a phenomenon of language? Well, I think it is, right? Yeah, so if we're talking about a phenomenon of language, then, the, then, the, then intuition is ambiguous in that way. If we're talking about like, something, something before language... Yeah, something right? deeper. Deeper. I think intuition's so clear and un, it's yeah. unambiguous. But when it's manifested in a way to convey it, we don't know how to do that. Yeah, okay. And, I think and it steals is, something from it. Yeah, I think this is very true. But it's only when we vocalize it that it becomes ambiguous. So if my intuition is telling me to run, and I fucking run, nothing really ambiguous about that. But it's like, I mean, I guess it's like having to explain, when you talk about science or whatever, like maybe having to explain it in re- reason terms. Yeah, so I think this is something I struggle with. I think you're a lot better at this than me. Because, uh, you know, if I, if I tell someone, you know, I don't love them because it doesn't feel right, I feel like I owe them more of an explanation than just saying it doesn't feel right. Or if, you know, I, like, maybe that's quite an extreme example, but, you know, like, even little things. I feel like I owe people explanations rather than just saying, you know, it's a gut feeling or I just feel like this. Yeah, just I mean, right. I think that's, that's fine. I mean, I've, I also will give people explanations, but I also don't think that the explanation is really what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. the explanation is some way for you to kind of, like, navigate something or for me to try and intellectualize something, which... I know at its base what doesn't need to be intellectualized isn't necessary to be intellectualized. Yeah, that's and it's true. more powerful than anything that's come after this. Yeah, that's true. But I also like to hear the reasons. Like when other people, I like to hear the reasons, but I will also understand that they're somewhat irrelevant. Yeah, because it's just an interesting journey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Make the make the ambiguous unambiguous, and then let's return to the ambiguity and like go for a swim. Actually, I think what we're saying is that you can never actually be unambiguous. The moment you vocalize something, it becomes uh, ambiguous. Well, I think also if we go into like, the ideas of, you know, uh, it becomes quite, you know, epistemological if we start talking about truth. Like, is there a, if you believe in an, ob- an objective truth, yeah. then you can say a statement which is not ambiguous because there is, there is a truth to be said. Yes. Whereas if you don't believe yeah. in any real truth, you believe only in subjective truth or like no real actual universe or something, then you can never really say, say anything, anything with any like full like power. Because everything is somewhat something plausible, maybe kind of halfway there <laughs> sort of instinct of truth. Yeah, but right? Could you live a life that way? I think we kind of do. You think you? <laughs> I'm not sure if we, I'm not sure if it's 
it's the it's the apex of living, but it's but we still it, do. There still are some objective truths that we say. You know, like I we have a podcast, or you know, this is my mother. I don't see that as an objective truth. <laughs> like we, huh? <laughs> okay, fine. What about firstly? You know, I don't I don't know on what basis I would trust that you're when you point to somebody that that would be your mother. <laughs> okay, fine. What about in the context of you know, Ilias and Shai have a podcast called Karl Marx Does the Washing Up. Yeah, so I believe that there is a that it is true. Even though, even though the universe might not exist, it's true that in the universe that does not exist, that Ilias and Shai, even though Ilias and Shai themselves do not exist, not as identities, not as people, not as egos, or as like physical beings, nor are they talking, they still have a podcast. Okay, but if, you really, if, if that's like your approach to life, then it's amazing that our podcast is only 21 minutes long. Because uh, like, <laughs> we should be really over talking, like, we could be saying a lot more. Like, you could be dissecting everything I ever said, ever. Yeah, yeah, but everything can exist within the context of it not existing. But yeah. still it exists within a sort of framework that, providing it exists. Yeah, yeah. Exi- I mean... Yeah, but, okay, but that's a level of ambiguity that I think is completely unsustainable in terms of living. Yeah, so I, I think, think... if you're that ambiguous, then you can't exist in reality. So, I, no, but I, I think I, I can exist within the law, like... But maybe it's because I don't really deeply believe it. But I'm... I'm I'm open to the idea that this is all a simulation, this is all illusion, you don't exist, I don't exist. But providing we, we, whatever we are, living in this space, there's certain things we can accept that is true. Like, this is a table, and it will behave, mostly speaking, as tables tend to behave. Yeah. This is shy, he's, he's going to be late, as, <laughs> as a shy would typically behave. Yeah, but that's only because the one time I was early, you were still asleep. Yeah. I was having a shower. No, I was sleeping in the shower. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, what, wait. Oh, so this is... Oh, it's because you were early that I re-questioned the whole nature of reality. And exactly. Be an <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but exactly. So maybe the idea is just... <laughs> oh, fuck. Who, who the fuck up? What is this? Yeah, yeah. Well, also, I like the amount of times that you just say, yeah, exactly, to yourself. <laughs> I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, I, mean, I very you, rarely meet someone who like is so affirming of their own their own opinions. No, but because before I met you, I, this podcast was basically just, just going on in my head, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like I, it, it's taking quite a lot of um, yeah, adjustment. I, to so I think it's, it's yeah, but I think it's important for us to acknowledge our own ambiguity, and I think that's something that maybe a lot of people don't do. What? How do you mean? Like, I think no. a lot of people think they're giving you know specific advice. To specific people, they like, you know, you should break up with that person. I think a lot of people try and be unambiguous, whereas we're very happy being actually ambiguous. Yeah, I guess. But maybe that I think there's a slight difference between ambiguity and unintelligibility as well. You think we're unintelligible? We can be. It's only when we're speaking over each other. But I think that's because we're scared (laughs) of actually being heard. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Like, I'm. Well. No, no, I think some. No, some people. Also, just explain, they're just like bad at explaining things, which might be us as well. Like, they think they're really good at explaining things, but nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. I mean, yeah, I mean, me during this podcast, I've been terrible at explaining. I don't think I've been any better. <laughs> like, when my cousin listens to this, they're like, he's like, uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm always shocked that someone can listen to our podcast and actually understand what we're saying. That's like, Next level. That's, that's a different level. Um, but it is amazing how many people get it. But I think that's because the ambiguity resonates with something deeper. Like, I think ambiguity is more powerful than ambiguity. 
<laughs> and Baguity. <laughs> Despite its, you know, sort of uh, yeah, but, sonic aestheticism. Yeah, but I think the true test of that would be then, you know, to have the next episode where we just, you know, maybe do an episode where Ambiguity. we just, <laughs> we just have a very factual episode where we maybe just tell people how to cook a dish or something. Yeah, or we just read the book of facts, the big book of facts. The big book of facts. Is that like the Guinness... Book of facts? <laughs> I don't think Guinness can be having two books. <laughs> What's the big book of facts? Um, what is that? Like the, what? <laughs> hey, that's, it's my book. You've got a book called the big book? <laughs> no, but I've renamed it. It was called Reminiscence of Presence. No, no, it's called the big, <laughs> the big, the big book, book of facts. facts. <laughs> Maybe we should rename the podcast. The no, but it's just because like, huh? <laughs> it's like since you were after being late and then subsequently you being on time, you being, you being early once. And then me subsequently realizing uh, you being late so many times. And then me subsequently realizing that all of that was a dream. And then <laughs> realizing that everything that preceded that dream was you being late again. It restored my faith in an actual reality. And so my book decided, lent to the, the purpose facts. of yeah, 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 factuality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I believe in objective truth. And then I'm the only one who has it. And so that's, that's why it lives in my book under my bed called The Objective Book of Facts. <laughs> Not the big book AKA of facts. AKA the Bible. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think... Oh, yeah, Big Book of... Oh, big, you've seen it. It's big. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Big Book of Facts. <laughs> but it'd be pointless to have a small book of facts. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I don't know how many facts I can handle in a day. Well, none by the sound of things. <laughs> so, like... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think this is a very unfactual podcast. But yeah, I think we pride point. ourselves on this because nobody really knows... Like, I distrust all fact. Yeah, but I, I think, actually, that's the biggest thing. That, actually, we have a distrust of facts. Yeah, or authority, or assertion, yeah. or concretion. I think we actually, deep chaos. down, maybe even have a distrust of a lot of science. Well, I just think science, uh, like, it's just, I think it's firstly, un- like, uncomprehensive. It's not full enough. It's not, it just doesn't explain everything. And also, it's, uh, it's got loads of dogma in it as well. It's not like, like, re- religion's considered to be very dogmatic, which I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. But I think science has its own... Yeah, but I think, I think it's a real problem that we're looking for answers to everything. When yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a real problem, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's with religion. Everybody thinks that, you know, religion is the, you know, it's answering all the things that science hasn't given us answers for. No, I think the purpose of religion is to give us uh, the unanswerable. Yeah. Like, as in, give us space to connect with mystery, with uncertainty, with the unanswerable, with the ambiguity, like... And incorporate that space into our worldview of reality, yeah. which lives side by side and interwoven into science. Yeah. No, but actually, I do really agree with that, actually. And I think we do try and connect with both worlds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, try yeah. and find some amalgamation between the two. But I think... Yeah, most of your time is in the prayer hall in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's only because one can pray anywhere. So everything is kind of a prayer hall. And, and one can die anywhere as well, so everything is a hospital. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. One can offer medical aid anywhere, anywhere in the world, yeah, exactly. But I just think, yeah, I think, I think that, I think actually you've summarised it really beautifully. I love how my definition of a hospital is somewhere where people die. <laughs> where some people you've always had a very bad time in hospitals. Yeah, but, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, but actually, okay, fine, so what's more... So, okay, there's two things in life that aren't ambiguous, right? Birth and, and death, death yeah. right? That's it. No, that's not true. Okay, <laughs> that's that's nonsense. Because firstly, we've done a podcast on death, and we knew fuck all of what that is. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, well, that's because we haven't died. Death, what is dying? Yeah, okay, we don't know. Okay, that's true. Okay, fine. I know what birth is. Do but we, even then, we, we don't know. Do we? No, we don't know what birth is. Because, first of all, not, what, what I find the most amazing thing is we have all these perceptions of childhood and birth and stuff, but we have no idea what it means to be a kid. Because we can't, none of us can remember that. We don't know what the experience of being the two-year-old kid is. Yeah, I think, actually, it's really weird. Like, I was thinking, my first memory is, like, when I'm seven or even... I think my first memory is from when I'm 13 or something. What? Yeah. You you're, just, were you in a freezer for 10 years? <laughs> first memory was when you were 13. Yeah, well, I was thinking about this. I was memory. masturbating before that. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think my first vivid memory was I didn't get, like, a, a birthday cake for my 13th birthday, and I was very upset about it. Like, I think this is why your memory is so good because you weren't wasting it on the first 13 years <laughs> of your life <laughs> yeah but it's like really weird. I don't really remember like people from my childhood tell me all these stories about myself I'm like I have Wait, you didn't no like, memory like, of these things well you didn't like the cake no no, no there, was, there was no cake there was no cake yeah I think my parents were going for like some new age sounds too fabulous not celebrating my birthday thing was that like an avocado or something yeah <laughs> with a candle <laughs> it, it was just nothing yeah. but it kind of got me beta omega 3 yeah okay but then maybe that's why I'm kind of obsessed with memory because there's memory is so ambiguous yeah yeah yeah. but I think the thing is we don't think it's ambiguous we 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 take it as fact yeah and we take that's just like the you know look back with flies in your eyes the hologram that kind of idea that we remember everything falsely but we don't remember it with ambiguous sort of poetry we just Mm. remember it concretely but wrongly but wrongly right yeah 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 but also that the past is I think that's also the other thing is like the past is alive. We think the past is dead, but the past is alive because it, it, it's changed by the present. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, actually, really, that's a really beautiful poetic statement as well, actually. I think. Hmm, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think like if you live in a world where you think the past is alive, then I think that's really beautiful as well. It's beautiful, but is it, is it true? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if it's even conducive to living. <laughs> Does that mean you just spend too much time in your memory? Yeah, but I mean, we're always referring, we take the past and we like sort of relate it to the present moment and then we like fit it within the context of now. Like every time we, we, we remember something, we kind of like time travel into a space or like this kind of film and we like abstract that film, we take it into the present and we let it live in that context. Yeah, but then having said that, like if you go from podcast episode to podcast episode, we don't actually refer back that much to our previous episodes. Yeah, so... Yeah, which maybe kind of suggests that the podcast exists in the present. Yeah, for us when we're recording it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but everything. Yeah, but, yeah, so it exists in the present. <laughs> Dude, I'm not arguing with that. What, do you, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, you're still hung up on this birthday cake. Yeah, I'm still very are. emotional. I'm the the ambiguity of the non birthday cake. <laughs> I, was, I think I'm still quite thinking about the jingle. That was so, so good. Yeah, should we do it again? This is for your throat chakra. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't know. Okay. Uh, good evening. Welcome to Karl Marx Dad's The Washing Up. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> what? Are you going to sing that? So ambiguous. <laughs> so ambiguous. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I'm meant to be singing. I don't think you can. Actually, I think you're definitely a better singer than I am. <laughs> There's I no know, ambiguity about that. Your, your singer is like your handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you started learning at the age of 13. <laughs> yeah, but why would my, you didn't get birthday Why cake. would my singing be any different to my handwriting? I don't know. I thought your mouth, like, I don't know. Your hands aren't always in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> but I know, but I, I do respect the the congruity that exists between all your limbs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all your like features and everything. Like, yeah, my hands behave in the same way my mouth would. Why not? It's an expression of my soul. Yeah, but I, I think it's true. I do handwrite the way that I speak. Yeah. Well, definitely the way you sing. <laughs> I think you've had more, you've had more, more training in speaking. Than singing. Yeah, I don't think I would have started a podcast with you if you, if you spoke the way you wrote or sang. I don't know. Well, if anyone wants to give me some singing lessons, I'm very open to singing. Or handwriting lessons. Oh, yeah. Sing, well, I'm how perfect, can you have so one without the other? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, let's hear you singing. Oh, I'm singing. Yeah. Huh? Um, what, do we, what, what should we sing? <laughs> the jingle. What's, what, what comes after that? Karma. Yeah. In which we ponder. In which we ponder. Metaphysical nonsense and the time it takes to make five telescopes. Basic. Microwave me. Oh. Yeah, this is great. Okay, you find you are maybe a better singer than me. Really? My voice sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could definitely do with singing lessons. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's quite honest. Okay, fine. So the only time when we're not ambiguous is when we're talking about ourselves. What? No. Yeah, I'm, really? I'm a bad singer. Yeah, but I don't believe in like badness. Oh my god. Fine, I think. Well, what is badness and what is a singer? <laughs> and like, I can't. We can't. I just, we yeah. can't. We can't. We can't be. Living we can't operate. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. It's, this, this is, is actually nightmare. what my life's like. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's, your life is good. We live happy lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's like if you go into my head, it's like a, it's like a it's like a screen of Rick and Morty, and inside the episode of Rick and Morty is like the Mighty Boosh, and inside the Mighty Boosh is like a game of two people playing chess, and on the chessboard is you and all you, all the people you thought were your mothers, and, and on the other side of the chessboard is all these people I wish were my fathers, <laughs> and beneath this. Ch- Chessboard is is um, this giant architectural Japanese architectural structure with like Persian rugs all <laughs> at the base, and it's like me sitting there drinking a cup of tea, and inside the tea is this like pool of water in which you are sitting on this uh, <laughs> this this um, what is uh, jumping board? Uh, what is it? Diving board coming out into the tea. And as you dive into the pool, you keep going down, down. And as you go down deep, deep, you become the sound of the singing bowl. And what was my point? And in the singing bowl, um, yeah, 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 is, is, <laughs> is, 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 yeah, that sound is what I consider to be reality. And so it's quite hard to navigate life. <laughs> Quite hard. Quite hard. <laughs> quite, quite hard. <laughs>